Okay. What do we say? Do Hi, Ashley. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> I thought I had it. <laughs> okay. okay. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Olivia. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely drunk bookcasters. Awesome. Yay. Oh, do you have a drink to clink? I can't see you, but... Oh, yeah. Let's I see. have coffee. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> what are you drinking? Water. <laughs> I have water, too. Nice. Nice. Good start to Drunk of the Book. Very good start. Water. Very good start. Yes. Drunk of the Book, sober edition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And coffee, caffeinated edition. Oh, good. Yeah. Always need coffee. It's true. It's a drug. <laughs> That's also true. We're on drugs this week. <laughs> uh, so this week we read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Parts one and two. One and two. <laughs> Do you want to explain? Yeah. So Summary? Yeah. So the book was like the story I guess was originally created by JK Rowling and was it Jack Thorne? Yeah. And then John Tiffany was the one who wrote, like, the actual script? Now I'm getting it mixed up. But basically, it's three folks. Oh, yeah, Jack Thorne wrote it. So J.K. Rowling and John Tiffany, like, came up with the story, right? And then Jack Thorne wrote it as a play. Yeah. Okay, and it's basically 19 years later after the last Harry Potter book, and... All of our, like, BFFs are adults, and they have kids who were, like, starting off at Hogwarts, or, like, going to Hogwarts, and it centers on um, Harry's younger son, Albus Severus Potter, which, oh my god, what a name, <laughs> and how he, like, and Harry have a rough relationship because he feels like he doesn't live up to all these expectations set forth by his dad. And in the meantime, um, Harry is, you know, struggling with how to connect to his son. And then this, like, crazy plot comes out where Harry's scar starts hurting again, and he starts being able to speak Parseltongue, and he has a feeling that Voldemort is, you know, up an atom again for some reason. And so this, like, huge adventure. I don't, like, I'm not going to get into all the details yet because it kind of, like, goes on into, like, crazy adventures um it involves time travel though and i thought it was very exciting (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally um good summary (laughs) what thanks what initial thoughts about it um well my initial thoughts were i it was interesting to read harry about like harry potter characters in the form of a play So that was really interesting. And actually, I kind of felt like it was sort of hard for me to get into it at first. Like, I just, you know, we have new characters. We have a new format. So for me, it was sort of like, oh, I had to, like, I sort of slogged through the very beginning. Not because I wasn't interested, but just because I had to, like, wrap my head around all the new characters in the new format. Right. Um, But, you know, once I got into it, I was... I was just kind of moving right along, and I felt like it was super readable. And that's the thing about plays is, you know, they just – you read them so quickly. Yeah, totally. It was a really fast read. <clears throat> um, were you happy with this continuation story? 
Um, there were things I liked and there were things I didn't. I think I was, like, as a child of Harry Potter, like, yeah. somebody who read it as a kid when the books were coming out and yeah. who was, like, generally the same age as Harry and Ron and Hermione in all of the books. Like, you right. know, we were born in 90, so that made us, like, perfect age. Right. Um, I loved, like, getting back into that world and getting back into those characters. But I think that, like... I think that the writer did a really good job, but I think that you could tell that it wasn't, like, J.K. Rowling's voice. Like, you could tell minor differences in the characterization. And so some of that, like, just, I'm not going to say it, like, ruined anything, but it was just kind of like, oh, I wish, you know, I wish it was, I wish it was, like, 100% authentic. Totally. Yeah, there are times where, or, like, some of the storylines that are very prevalent in Harry Potter Mm -hmm. with, like, that can be cheesy, but J.K. Rowling does it in a really nice way, like the mm-hmm. fact that it's all about love and family and friendship. Yeah. I think we're a little cheesy in this book. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't a lot of subtlety to that idea. Mm-hmm. We're like, no, I can't do this because you are my best friend and I love you. <laughs> Some of it was a little, a little much. Yeah. But generally, yeah, I agree. I think it was, at first I was like, wait, who are all these people? And like trying mm-hmm. to keep track of what was happening, but yeah. It was a- fast read and I I liked it I mean I'm always happy to pick up some Harry Potter yeah um but I definitely prefer J.K. Rowling's writing style yeah well when's the last time that you read the Harry Potter books because for me it's been a really long time it's been a while it's been a while at least a couple years Mm -hmm. um I think like I personally I think when I was younger and the books were still coming out, I reread, like, the first and the second and the third because, you know, yeah. you're waiting for the other ones to come out. But right. I don't think I reread at least from four on, I think. Really? Yeah. I reread four a lot because that's my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, I reread four a few times and then also Order of the Phoenix, the fifth one. Mm-hmm. I've not reread the sixth or seventh book. So. I think – or maybe it was I haven't reread from five on. But the point is, like, I – haven't reread in a very, very, very long time. Yeah. So I wonder, like, I when it, I definitely felt like some points were really cheesy, and I wonder how, like, if I go back, when I go back and read the Harry Potter books, will the cheesiness be, like, more of, like, a, oh, this is so much cheesier now, or will it be, like, a, oh, this is, like, a well-done cheesiness, or will it be a cheesy for nostalgia's sake? I guess what I'm saying is, like, I need I mean, to go back and read so I can see what yeah. my reaction will be. That's true. But I think also, like... That's why Harry Potter was so great is because it grew with your readers, mm-hmm. readers right? So the first book is probably going to be pretty cheesy, mm-hmm. like, obvious with the points that they're making. Right. But, like, the seventh, sixth book, like, those yeah. are probably not going to be quite as cheesy and transparent. And they were so serious. So serious. Yeah. Dark. Very cheese. dark. Yeah. Although I do remember reading the epilogue at the end of seven, and when I... That was the part that was the cheesiest for me. Oh, yeah. I remember reading it and just being like, That's "Oh my god!" <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's like I liked the book. You know, they tried to continue some of those ideas, like Harry Potter's sort of like, um, you know, he can be immature sometimes mm-hmm. in the books, and then I think also that comes through here. Yeah, totally. Um, and then, oh, jeez, I don't know. I mean, I love Ron, and I love Hermione. I love that they're together, but, like, some of those parts are, they're like, 
we were together in that other, in that other like reality. We were children. I know. Oh. oh yeah, when they like in that one reality, spoiler alert, they like decide yeah. to die together. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like um, when it comes to like reading, when I read the play, it just made me want to see like a stage production really badly. Like I really, oh. really, really want to see this on stage. Like I'm, I don't know, like really badly. <laughs> me too. I really want to see this now. Like I agree. I'm, I was like, when, when I was reading, I was like, Michael, if this comes to San Francisco, like if they do a production at like a good place, you know, I want to, yeah. we have to go. Like I yeah. have to go. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> no. And okay. Let's, sorry. I'm getting like distracted, but still <laughs> fine here. I also totally wanted to see it live. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just trying to think of like points of it. For me, it was pretty easy to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a hard time with like the different realities and the time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. It was like cool to see the time turner come back. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I think it's funny that like Albus Severus is friends with, um, Scorpius, wait. Scorpius, is that yeah. his name? Scorpius, yeah, Scorpius. <laughs> like that's so funny. To I me. am. Their uh, friendship was really interesting. So, like, I guess that this book is about Albus, right? But I wanted to see more about like Harry's other kids, like mm-hmm. all the other children. Yeah, it's a little. And yeah, it's a play, so there's actually not a lot of text on each page. Like, mm-hmm. but for at first, for the length of it, I was like, huh, there's not a lot of like. Um, I guess like background information or like it's just this one storyline. Yeah, and that I guess is what is little that was maybe the one challenging thing for me, like in getting used to the new structure, is that also it just moves really quickly in a way that I think that the original series like really takes its time, you know? Right, totally. Um, in terms of like character development and like narrative and whatnot. Right, and with this one, you're, like, 20 pages in, and all of a sudden, you're like, all right, here we are. Like, here's the story. Right. All we're going to know about these people, and yeah, we're going for it. And I think there was a lot of character development for Harry and for Albus and for Scorpius, uh-huh. but I didn't really see a lot of growth in many of the other characters, and in fact, felt like some of them were sort of caricatures Yeah. of their, like of the characters that I feel like we know. Yeah. So that was kind of like, like I, I understand that it's a play and there's like a limited amount of time and like focus that you can put on any one character. But I did feel like, I don't know, like Ron was a total character. That's when you, as soon as you said that, he's the first person that popped in my mind. Yeah. He like wasn't, he had no depth at all. Totally. Which, he's my favorite, so I was sad about that. I know, I love Ron, too. He's, like, <laughs> he's so fantastic. Because yeah. in the books, he's silly. Like, he's silly, but he also, like, is, you know, always trying, and he kind of has, like, these, like, secretive ambitions, and, you know, like, you don't really get any of that in this character of him. Totally. I agree. Um, yeah. And actually, pretty similar to Herm- for Hermione, too. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, it was interesting that she became the Minister of Magic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but they didn't really, she just was like now a bossy lady. Yeah. You know, like there wasn't a lot about her. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I have to say that like that whole, um, it's a wonderful life scenario in which like in the first time that they traveled through time when she was the, uh, defense of the dark arts professor, which was like, and she was so angry and she was just like such a mean person. And it was like all because she didn't get a chance to be with Ron. Like, I felt like that was totally like shitty. Like just, you know, like when in it's a wonderful life when he like goes back to town and like George Bailey's asking the angel Clarence, he's like, where's Mary? Where's my wife, Mary? And he's like, you don't want to know, George. You don't want to know. He's like, no, tell me. And he's like, she's a librarian at the library. Like it's the worst possible thing. Cause she didn't marry him. She's like this like okay. sad spinster. Right, right. And the same thing happened with Hermione. It's true. <laughs> and I was yeah, just like, ugh. It was definitely frustrating. Like, Hermione is such a badass. She would never just be like, oh, the sad, angry, like, my life didn't turn out the way I wanted it to be, you know, <laughs> anything, you know? That's, like, not her character at all. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I also was, int- like, again, as we already talked about, I know to play this on a lot of time, mm-hmm. like, dive into things, but um, I feel like... Um, for when they were time traveling, mm-hmm. like no one, when they were acting weird in other, um, realities yeah. or whatever, um, no one was like, like they were questioning them, but more in like, I'm annoyed at you. Right. I think in a world of magic, <laughs> someone would be like, what's happening? <laughs> no, like I would expect there to be more questioning. Yeah, that's um, true. But yeah, that was weird. And then actually, Dumbledore coming in mm-hmm. was weird too. Hmm. Like I thought that that interaction that he has with Harry, where he's like, "I, you know, I couldn't tell you that." And right. Was like, but that's all I needed. I was like, uh. I felt, well, I do know that, like, Dumbledore has always stepped in for Harry in moments when Harry just feels, like, completely overwhelmed. Like, that's when he kind of becomes the, like, almost almost the duex machina, you know? Right. But I also feel like part of this play was, like, (laughs) like, when they do, like, television show reunions, and it's, like, they bring out the new character, and you're like, wow, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, they're there. You know, like, it's like they... (laughs) They show up just because they're supposed to show up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that if I saw this play, like, the probably the audience reaction would not be to, like, cheer, like, a rabid fan every single time, like, one of the, like, big characters came on. But right. in reading the play, it felt like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Totally. Yeah, I do, actually. It did feel like that. I was happy, though, that Minerva McGonagall was in it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's great. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although that one point where Harry's like, you will use the Marauder's map. You will contact me. Otherwise, I'm going to bring down the ministry hard on you. And I was just like, whoa, this is like not how anybody should talk to Professor McGonagall. I know. Totally. Totally. But he was being a baby there like yeah. Harry can be, you know? Yes, he was. He's such a baby sometimes. I know. I know. There were definitely times back reading the original stories where I was just like, oh my god, Harry, you're such a little brat. Like, fuck you. And I did feel it here, too. (laughs) What's the blue 
book where he doesn't get, oh, I think it's the fifth one, he doesn't get any letters from his friends. Oh, yeah. But he's like, <gasps> yes. he didn't write me. Oh, my God. He like, couldn't because Voldemort. He was like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. He's such a baby. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. But, yes, <laughs> like I remember. That's what this book reminded me of was, like, that section. Oh, my God. You're just like, but I want it this way. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's so true. He's like, it's going to happen whether you like it or not because I want it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, also, like, he also deals with all the guilt of being the boy who lived and, like, you know, feeling that. And I feel like that's real guilt and it's cool that we explore that. But there were some times where it was like, why do I have to be the boy who lived? Why must I bear this burden? You know? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. So there was like some melodrama. (laughs) There totally was. It's just a baby. And what did you think about Albus and Scorpius? Um... I like their friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought Scorpius was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like he's a funny dude. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I liked him. I liked reading him more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned earlier, like that cheesiness in their friendship was like a little much to handle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like them together as a pair. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're definitely trying to. Um, like mimic the relationship between like Harry, Hermione, and Rollin mm-hmm. with this friendship. Um, but I liked it. I feel like their friendship was like, even though like when the first time they hugged, it was like such a big deal. Like I didn't know we did that, but I feel like their like relationship was more like candidly emotional or like emotive than say yeah. Ron and Hermione and Harry's. Yeah. Maybe because they're, like, loners and sort of, like, losers in the Hogwarts world. But, like, I felt like they were really, like, progressively open with their feelings and their emotions with each other. That's true. They were. That's right. And I don't know. I, like, I thought it was really cool and sweet to see, like, an example of, like, adolescent male friendship that is, like, pretty like genuine and like sweet and there was like no machismo sort of business not that those two characters are like macho characters at all but you know you don't like necessarily see that many depictions of that kind of like adolescent male friendship totally yeah it was nice to see that and i think that like younger people reading this book it's it's a good storyline to follow Mm -hmm. um what do you think what was her name sorry (laughs) this <laughs> is too long ago. <laughs> um, what? The niece who wasn't really the niece. Oh, Delphi or Delphi? Delphi yeah. What do you think about her? She was interesting. So I have to admit that, like, I, like, skimmed a few articles that were, like, responses to the play. Oh. <clears throat> Just because, I don't know. I don't know when I did that. But um, maybe it was before I started it. And there was, like, one comment where people were talking about No, I I did this just a few days ago. Anyways, that doesn't matter. The point is, um, I skimmed one article that was, like, talking about how, like, the female characters that in Harry Potter were so, like, varied and intriguing in this play were very, like, one-dimensional and flat. And I did feel like that was true for some of the characters, but I also thought it was really cool that you have this character who's, like, 
I don't know, like a, a female villainess who's like a really powerful witch. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah. I enjoy seeing like depictions of like non-heroic female characters because I think that that is like more broad and like, I don't know. It's just real. Like she's not a damsel in distress at right. any point. And at the same time, she's not like this virtuous, like a good character. Like, in this case, Hermione was sort of presented as like, oh, she's here to get things done, you know? Right. Instead, it's like you have like a really like, bad character, but at the same time, she's like also motivated by this desire to like see her father. So she's like right. also complex. So I liked her character. Yeah, I agree. I did too. I, um, at first, which is, you know, I guess what they were going for, uh-huh. did not understand her purpose in the story. Oh, yeah. For a long while, actually, and I was like, well, "Who is this person?" Like, okay, just so annoying. And then when it started getting really involved, like, I saw inklings of it. You know, I was like, "Uh oh, like something's up with this girl." Yeah. Um, and then like when it all started coming, starts coming out about like her identity and who she was. Like, I think after I was re- reading it, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah. So I liked her a lot. And yeah, like, I don't know. I thought it did a good job of, like, tying a bunch of these ideas together, too, where Mm -hmm. people rumored that Scorpius was the son. Yeah. And then, you know, they finally get over that idea. And everyone's like, okay, he didn't have a kid, but then he does, and it's Delphi, and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew that there was something up with her when, like that first time that she was, like, being all flirtatious with Albus, I was just like, there's no way a 20-year-old is going to be, like, flirting genuinely with a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That was, like, my first indication. I was like, all right, what's this, what's this girl's deal? (laughs) Yeah. Actually, and I didn't reread this. So, when, um, Cedric's dad was like, I don't have a niece. Mm Mm-hmm. In that scene at the Potter's house, I know mm-hmm. she surprises Albus on the stairs. Yeah. Um, does she... I thought, doesn't she actually walk, um, what's his name, out of the house? Yeah, she was his nurse, but she wasn't his niece. Okay. So she had, like, told uh, Albus, and it sounds like other people, that she was his niece, and then he, like... You know, he was in interactions with her, and she was clearly, like, kind of pushing him to try to get his son back. So she was, like, she was interacting with him, but she just wasn't actually his niece. And he was simply saying, I don't have a niece. Okay, I was, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I got confused. Okay. Yeah. But then also that's when they realize, like, oh, wait, why is this random person lying about being Amos Diggory's niece? And, like, how does she fit in? And then they realized the prophecy... Right. Also, I thought that prophecy was kind of silly. <laughs> like, that prophecy was not very well written. What were the words of it again? <laughs> I didn't take any notes. Like, I none. I took a couple notes, but not, like, legit. Oh, wait. I found it. It's on page 230. Uh, when spares are spared, when time is turned, when unseen children murder their fathers, then will the Dark Lord return. Yeah. <laughs> But I think the prophecies have always been, like, kind of dumb. Like, the original prophecy was sort of dumb, too. Like, when 
the child born in the last month or the last week of July, <laughs> you know, yeah. of, of parents who defied Voldemort thrice, you know. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Dream, I was like, really? The children murder their fathers. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, that was good. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um. <laughs> I like the part when spares are spared. Right. Spares are spared. <laughs> and then I love how, like, they all think about it, too. Like, I'm the spare. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I know. Oh, Albus. Okay, so Albus kind of, like, he pissed me off a lot <laughs> at the yeah. beginning. Like, I understand feeling like you have a lot to live up to and feeling like I'm, like, you're not meeting, you know, these, like, ridiculously high expectations put forth before you. But also, he's just so inconsolable. And I'm not a teenager anymore, so, like, I can't personally, like, put myself in there as, like, clearly as maybe I would have if I was reading this as a teen. But right, he was so inconsolable. Yeah. No, he was like Harry. Yeah. He was grumpy and moody. Yes. And a baby. It's true. And I do appreciate at the end where Harry's like, um, no, Hogwarts, like, wasn't easy for me. And Albus is like, oh, I'm like you. Like, I know it's cheesy, but also it's like, duh, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> like, you don't understand. But that was an interesting theme, this idea of, like, um, like, the, the way that the hero is perceived versus, like, the perception or the experience that the hero actually has and so you know he's like harry is living with still being the boy who lived but moreover not just the boy who lived but also like the boy who went through all of those experiences um and so that is also interesting and they do mention that a lot like how many people have to die for the boy who lived Mm -hmm. um and like yeah him dealing with processing that yeah is is an interest is yeah um a good part of the story yeah totally yeah uh, yeah i mean the thing is it's like okay it's harry potter it's a play i don't really i don't hate it <laughs> like i liked it i'm going to like it either way though because i yeah. love harry potter yeah uh, but i don't feel like there's a lot for us to like dive into yeah you yeah. know yeah, I mean, I agree that I was going to enjoy it either way, and so it's kind of like, obviously, when it comes to anything Harry Potter, like, anything you put out is going to be read, and if it involves the characters and it's not completely butchering them, then it's going to be enjoyed. I don't feel like they were completely butchered. I feel like there were some characters that weren't, like, fully themselves. Right. But it didn't ruin, like, every. It didn't, like, ruin it for me, you know? Yeah. Um... It, like, I guess there were a lot of, like, themes and interesting things that jumped out to me. I didn't feel like it was incredibly complex, though. Like, I feel like it was, like, pretty straightforward. Like, this, you know, fathers and sons finding ways to communicate with one another and living up to your expectations and guilt and, um, you know, trying to make a name for yourself. Like, all of these were themes that come through and of course like friendship and love and the depths of those um the depths of those relationships but 
I think that was all like very on the surface, but I think that's kind of the purpose. Like I think all of the Harry Potter books have those on the surface because at the end of the day, as much as we enjoy them as adults, they are young adult novels and they're meant to like, you know, help kids, you know, wrestle with these ideas and explore them. Right. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My, my thoughts are not very interesting today. Um, <laughs> no. I agree with you. I mean, just like you said, there were characters that I don't think were fully developed mm-hmm. um, that deserved to be fully developed. Right. Um, but it's a pretty surface-level book. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot to read into. And, well, yeah, there that is true for the other, like, the seven Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm. Um I think that there still was a little bit room, a little bit of room for you to do some thinking uh-huh. and trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah. Um, and this was definitely all solved for us mm-hmm. in what, like 300 pages? Yeah. Um, which is also very short for a Harry Potter book. That's true. Even as a play, like that's really short. Yeah. I think even the first one is probably around... Is something more than that, right? Even the first yeah, one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 308. But, you know, if they came out with another one, I'd bring it. Yeah. And if Me the too. play comes to California, I'll see it. Me too. I really do want to see it, actually, because it's, like, from the stage directions, it sounds like they were doing some really cool stuff with, like, the Dementors and Voldemort and, like, the way that the time travel is depicted. Like, that all sounds really interesting. I would be really interested to see how they pull this off. Yeah. On stage. Yeah, and I wonder if, like, there are any, like, professionally um, recorded versions of the London play. Oh, yeah. Or, like, you know how sometimes they'll, like, at movie theaters, they'll, like, they'll show plays or, like, um, operas and stuff, you know? I wonder if anybody's going to do that with this play, because I will go to the theater and see it. (laughs) Me too. That would be a really good idea. Yeah. I'd be dumb. I'm so curious. Also, I didn't realize until, like, today Mm -hmm. that there's a boy in the nest on the cover. Oh, yeah. I never really looked at the cover, I guess. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and I'm assuming that's Elvis. Okay, so he's the boy in the nest. So right? he's Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. <coughs> also not what I expected Elvis to look like. <laughs> no. So he's like what? He's like this is the nest of childhood and like his life. But also it's like the trap of the augury. Yeah. It's a special rehearsal edition script. Mm-hmm. What what does that mean? You've done plays, right? Um, How is yeah. that different from a regular script? Maybe there are changes that they eventually made. Oh. Like with dialogue or stage directions? That makes sense. That's not quite as exciting as I thought. <laughs> well, it is in gold. Like, it's supposed to be fancy. Yeah. My only thought is that, like, this is how it was originally, like, planned. And then maybe they made changes, like, through the rehearsal process and then for the actual production? Yeah. Not sure, though. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know why they would, like, put that up there, like, ooh, fancy. (laughs) 
Yeah, when I got it, I was like, ooh, wow. <laughs> also, one. they say it's, like, parts one and two to make it seem like you got more of a story. But, like, right. it's not a – like, you can't have just part one. Right. <laughs> like, what? If you have just part one, like, it's, it's not done. Right, right. That'd be, like, giving you half of a story. Also, like, it – gets you in because then I want to be like oh well where's three and four <laughs> I'm ready for the next the next part that's true the next installment I heard that there's a new Harry Potter movie coming out really yeah it's like um let me look it's not like based on the narratives it's based on like one of those like additional books like fantastic beasts oh. or something let me see I just feel like with the movies, like, the kids are all getting older. Like, what are you supposed to do? Right. With a play, you can have people that look different because I think we could suspend our disbelief enough. But, like, with the movies, I don't know if I could. Oh, okay. Okay, this was in March. J.K. Rowling confirms two new Harry Potter movies for Fantastic Beasts. Wow. So, let me see. Two new. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them will be the first installment in a trilogy? <gasps> Whoa. Wait, why did, it says, which means there are two new Harry Potter movies? Isn't a trilogy three? <laughs> I'm confused. No, wait. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, wait. No, Cursed Child is not going to be a movie. Okay. But Fantastic Beasts is. But it's not, it's not going to have the characters. Oh, interesting. It's going to have Newt Scamander. Huh. Because he's the guy who wrote Fantastic Beasts. Okay. And it takes place 70 years before Harry and all them. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, oh, if you look at this picture. Yeah. It looks like it takes place in, like, the 1800s or something. Yeah, interesting. Or early 1900s. Huh, interesting. I'll have to read that. So there's that to look forward to. Yay, always looking forward to Harry Potter. Yeah. Sorry I'm so low energy. I'm, like, not fully awake. So I. We're both just, like, out of it today. It's not going to be our most exciting (laughs) podcast. That's okay. I tried with the caffeine, but it's not even kicking in. It's a really solid attempt. I think so. I think so. We'll be better next time. Oh, and where can people find us? Oh, yeah. They can find us on Instagram at Drunk of the Book. Mm-hmm. Um, they can email us. Yes. Drunk of the Book at gmail.com. Yep. Yep. Twitter uh, at Drunk of the Book. Drunk of the Book. Yep. And our website. Drunk of the com. All right. So next time okay. we'll be talking about The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. Yay. And we'll be more energetic. Yeah, we won't do this in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> we'll talk in the evening after we've had alcohol. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. Yay. Yeah, I, I like had originally been like, I'm going to drink a mimosa, but I don't have anything yeah. to make a mimosa. Totally. Say should mimosa. I say a mimosa? <laughs> <laughs> Favorite memes. <laughs> it's a great meme. <laughs> it's mimosa. Not mimosa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just gonna start calling them mimosas. <laughs> mimosa. I, I like also love that like anyone who sees that 
Like, automatically knows how to read it. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, so true. See, now I think I might go back and start reading the series again. Like, I know. I'm I feeling motivated. I had given my fourth book away several years ago, and they oh. had it in the free library in my neighborhood. Oh. So that inspires me to start reading them all again. You should. I think they're at my parents' house. I should go see. Bonnie's reading them too. Are you? Oh, wait, I did see that. I saw on Insta. Oh my gosh. Shout out Bonnie. Shout out Bonnie. Alrighty. <laughs> Let's get reading. <laughs> That'll work, right? Perfect. Yeah. I'm excited to hear how that goes. <laughs> Yay.